What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Mrs. Sound spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. They'll give you a free estimate. All you have to do is go to waytogrow.net and schedule an appointment. Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760 if you know what you want to talk about. Like always, it is open phone lines. Uh, feel free to call. The only thing we ask is you be patient during the long breaks and long segments, and we'll try to get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to follow me on Twitter or send me a message, uh, you can do that at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live and participate and leave comments that we'll try to read if we get through them to the show, I'll respond to them later. Um, you can go to uh, the business page facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page and stream the show there and if you ever uh, miss any of these shows live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr clark ready to rock and roll all right mr sams what's up fellas how we doing doing all right man it is tuesday okay which if you haven't tuned in the show in the last couple of weeks, because you've been traveling like everybody else had. I mean, it is, it is a little bit different. I mean, everybody and their mom is somewhere, uh, you know, traveling. Uh, and I just think it goes back to everybody being pent, uh, pimped up, pent up, pinned up for, yeah, pimped up too, for the last two years. And everybody's waiting to get out. I mean, even with high gas prices and all that. But anyway, if you've been traveling, uh, we will be off tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, so we made it official, get another edition of the best of, whatever that's going to be, of the sports grind, okay, uh, to help you with the alternative. And next week we'll keep you posted because, um, you know, there's some things development business-wise that is taking a little bit longer than expected. But next week could be on the similar schedule, could be another day, but we will keep you posted as well too. And speaking of uh, responding later, because I know some of y'all – even some of my close buddies, they all text me during the show or send me a message. Um, won't get it today till I get home because I was in a rush and went off and left my phone at home. So you left you met, your phone? Yeah, yeah, I left my phone at home. I, and sometimes I do it, just rush out here. So much to do, you know, taking care of two animals by myself, you know, which I'm used to taking t- tank. I didn't sign up for the cat, man. I really didn't. That was a whole other situation. Don't even want to talk about that, but I'm stuck at taking care of that while they're gone. Uh, but. Denver grew up like cats. You need AC, man. Yeah, so it was just running around that and calls that went late. But, yeah, I went off and forgot it. So you still message me, though. I mean, I'll respond to him and get back to the home office. But I just want to put that side note. So people are like, man, he ain't responding today. Well, that's the reason why. But um, the other, what, what you got? Well, put it on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, Send a message through the Facebook or whatever if yeah. you need to reach Cal. No, okay. Um, yeah, some of the messages I get, though, I don't think they want to put it out Twitter publicly, though. That's the thing. Um. All right. Another That's thing. What so DMs are for. Yeah. So we've got sports, of course, to get into. Uh, before we get into that, hey, look. Okay. Call it what you want to, and I've said this before. All right. Call it what you want. All right. Um. 
this all I know is I mean I'm, they say you never live, really lived a life till you really hit fifty. I'm five years away, so therefore I've lived pretty long, and I've always something about this particular industry has always intrigued me, and therefore I'm comfortable telling you this heat situation that's going on nationwide. And then now it's kind of went into global where you talk about, you know, over in like Japan or China, somewhere over there, record temperatures, 103, 102, London, the UK, 104. Okay, UK has been around a long time. There's no records on record from them ever reaching a temperature like that. And, you know, I found out that most of the homes in, in uh, the United Kingdom over there, they're not even built with AC. And none of their shopping stores and grocery stores are either. So they've had to shut down certain parts. The train, you know, equipment's getting overheated. It's just, I'm like, hey, man, if you don't, if you, if you don't want to call it global warming, you can call it something. If you don't, you don't want to look at the Bible and look what's going on, you can go either way. But this is something that's, you know, this ain't no coincidence. Because when I look at it and I look at the, usually it's, you see it at this time of July, it's pretty much just Texas. But when you look at the whole map, from up north to down here and up there, for the exceptions of Cali. And, you know, AC keeps calling, hey, what's the temperature there over there? I'm like, man, you act like, what do you think it was? The same damn temperature when you left. Oh, well, it's 73 here or 75. Like, so what, man? You want anything else? Bye. Anyway. Um, so that's yeah, why it, you but, left the phone so, home. Yeah, so all up north to down here, when you look at the weather, it's just orange. I remember growing up, that's when I knew it was going to be hot. I didn't look at the temperature. I just knew if that map was like orange, that's hot. It's hot. It's all up and down. When you, but when you start going up over broad, overseas, and they're doing with 100, 102, there's something different going on. That's all I'm going to say. Leave it there. Anyway, all right. Enough to your, uh, well, somebody has to put, uh, pick up the slack for Mr. Steve Brown, who's been retired here for years. You know, I like Steve. You know, he's probably, I think locally, he's the goat here when it comes to you know, weatherman and meteorologist, I think, in my opinion. But the sports world. Okay, so this is what we got going on today. Um, of course, we've got SEC Media Day that's been taking place for the last couple of days, really main thing today. Um, you know, the SEC commissioner has come out, Mr. Sankey, uh, has pretty much come out and said, hey, there is no rush or no panic to try to expand and add other teams in this conference. But I'm sitting back and looking at things, and not to say that there won't be, but for right now, there's no sense of urgency and no panic to have to do that. Really what this comes down to, and I said it yesterday, this is a two-conference race to who's going to add the next teams next. It's Big Ten, SEC, okay? Those are the two universities that are changing, uh, not universities, excuse me, the two college conferences that are changing the landscape of college football. It's not the Pac-12. It's not the Big 12, which their talks today, by the way, just stalled. First of all, I didn't really know that they were. I knew there was rumblings about, you know, the Big 12, maybe going and get four teams to the Pac-12 and all that. But I didn't know they really made it official that they're discussing trying to merger. I didn't know that until the news came out today that the talk stalled. Okay, and to me, it makes no sense for those two conferences to merge. It really doesn't. So that's why a lot of people feel the the death of the Pac-12 is what it is. It started when UCLA and USC bolted for the Big Ten. So my point is the Big Ten and the SEC are the two 
conferences that are changing the landscape, that will be responsible for changing the landscape of college football. Okay? And I do believe the Pac-12, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, because at best, in my opinion, you're going to be adding, you know, no disrespect to our backyard, but you're going to be adding teams from like Conference USA, Sunbelt, the MAC, you know, places like that to try to come over and fill in, in my opinion, the way the Pac-12 is. And that way you might see the Pac-12 dissolve. But I do believe the SEC commissioner, okay, Mr. Greg Sankey, I believe he knows what is going on behind closed doors. And I do believe, in my opinion, not any sources of that, but I think it will come to a light that they are working hand in hand, speaking of the Big Ten and the SEC, of trying to fill out their both conferences, whether that is a race to 20. Because right now we're just talking about they're not going to expand SEC to 60 teams. I believe it's probably going to be where they're trying to expand to 20 teams each. And when the musical chairs stop, that's who's going to be part of the Super Conference. I talked about this five, six years ago. I remember having a debate with Salami. He was on the train, and he jumped out like, no, I don't think it's never going to happen. I never gave faith because I knew one day the money was just growing too big. So you got that going on. Other college news, um, something that's surfacing up again is the uh, with the Big 12, which in my opinion, I have a problem the way they've handled this from day one, and, and I don't know the details of why this is coming up again. But the whole horns down situation um, with the horns down gesture, you know, they stopped this about a couple years ago and said, hey, you no longer can do this. And then I don't know again why it surfaced now, but it just brought me back to understand, to remember, you know, that why, like, it's just, this was stupid and dumb the way they handled this. I mean, I just feel like why, who cares? And I know I'm in Austin, but the truth of it is, who cares if some an Oklahoma player or whatever gives the horns down? That's part of the game. Like, that's just part of the trash talking. To me, it's like when you, and you know, the SEC, you know, if you look at Florida Gators, they got the chomp. When somebody comes into Florida and they upset them in Gainesville, you got players and people in the stand doing the chomp, running around doing the chomp, uh, mimicking them. Why is the horns down so, like, holier than thou? Like, that's not, you know, we're not going to allow that. And that's, honestly, that's the root of the problem of the Big 12. They let Texas and OU really commission whoever's the commissioner, you might say, you might as well say they were they were Dave Campo for the Dallas Cowboys. Whoever's the commissioner of Big 12, and I hope I'm wrong on this next one, but whoever's been the commissioner of Big 12, they really are ran by those two universities. And that's the reason why this conference, speaking of the Big 12, is kind of scrambling because they left. And now it's like, how can we, you know, because pretty much they ran it. They dictated to you how they were going to do the TV deals. They forced you to allow them to have the the Longhorn Network. And now they pretty much use you and they're going to the best conference and land in the SEC. So I just don't understand. What is the deal with this horn down stuff? So the reason why it came up again is, is so the, and, and it was the director of officiating, Greg Burks, um, at Big 12 Media Days was asked if it was a dead issue now that Texas is on its way out. And you have to expect, like, like uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to college football this year is because all the musical chairs that has happened, none of it's taking place yet. So you're going to have rivalries, 
happening for you know some in some places the last time like in 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 conference um you're gonna have uh, even the bottom teams of a conference might feel that now is their time to speak up against one of the leaders that used to be and is now on their way out and so that's why it came up again because texas is on its way out and so are you guys really gonna like, like is there hard feelings from within the conference or feeling butthurt about texas leaving for the for the sec Maybe feeling like like to where the conference is like, oh, we're not going to enforce that anymore. I mean, they they've decided to go and do their own thing now. Well, so so he he said he's like, I knew it, I knew the question was coming, and and yes, it, we're still dealing with it. He said, let me be very clear. Uh, this is from the Four Letter Network. He said, let me be very clear with horns down. I have no ownership on this symbol. This symbol is the same as all other signals. It's when you do it, who you do it to. And which manner you do it. It's just dumb, in my opinion. I mean, they're treating it like the remember, I don't know if y'all can remember, remember the throat, the throat slashing gesture where that was trending, and then basically colleges had to come, hey man, that's 15-yard pill. We get away. I can understand that. Okay. We don't nobody wants to resemble cutting somebody's throat off. You know, now that I'm maybe I didn't look at it that way, but now that I'm older, like I get that. Okay, but the whole horns down, like, no. You know, now if you get in, if you get in front of a UT player's face and you get his face all horns down to you, like okay, throw the fifteen-yard penalty. But if you're going to the sideline and you score, you do horns. That's part of the game, man. And everybody, like I said, I gave you a perfect example with Florida Gators with the chomp. They get it all the time. Hell, I saw a kicker hit a fifty-five-yarder in Gainesville a couple years ago and ran and sprinted from the from the where he hit it all the way down to the goal line with the damn chomp. They didn't stop the prayer. Like, oh, nobody could do that here in Florida. Okay. Anyway, just sitting there, not UTA, and I'm just saying, I just don't, I don't understand that. You know, I don't understand that. Also, what else we got going on? So we got some other college. Deion Sanders is donating half of his salary to complete uh, a football facilities. Better, pretty much upgrading the football facilities. And I looked, I was like, damn, Deion wasn't lying a few months ago. I mean, Deion, he's made six hundred thousand. He signed a three year contract. Pays him six hundred thousand a year, so he's paying three hundred thousand to his money to help toward completing this facility. Now, that's that's mad props. Also, what that shows me, I mean, Dion, and this is the reason why I feel like this is such an intriguing situation. And we talked about it on this show before, you know, pretty much for the last year or so since he got this job. You know, everything he's done is really about bringing up and uplifting the HBCU community. Yes, I, everything from the recruiting, put him on the map, doing all that. I mean, look. Uh, outside got, of the TCU he got, conversation he got, where he, it was floated that he might take that job. I would say outside of that, what, everything has what, been I mean, about what is, What's wrong with that? That's it, I'm talking about everything he's done for the for the University of Jacksonville State has put them on the map. Just last week, man, uh, Dwayne Johnson had tryouts for the XFL. Where did he go and hold him at? He held him at uh, Jackson State. They was on the four-letter network. The Rock was there. It was those are things. Who? How can we fault him for things? That's the part of this take I'm getting to. Is that the fact of it is is that these calls are going to start coming from other universities because when you have, I've seen his locker room. I've seen how he acts with the kids in the locker room. He's very. He can relate to these young players. That's prime time. You know, he's got kids in there that their dad grew up on prime time. Other universities, big universities, is going to want that. It, it it's going to be interesting to me 
on really how far or how much he stays the course. But donating, that right there is his contract shows you straight up. I mean, Prime's made a lot of money in his career, and I'm pretty sure he's been smart. I mean, he had a job at the NFL Network. Pretty sure he's made smart investments. At the end of the day, he's really doing this for the love of the kids. Because that ain't nothing. I mean, that just shows you, and I think he did it to Shonda Light. Hey, look, this is what coach is getting paid over here. You know, because Dion was asked about this whole realignment stuff and all that, and Dion said, oh, it's not realignment. They chase into the bag. That's what it is. He goes, they're running after the bag. It ain't nothing, It has nothing to do with about realignment. But it's props to him, half his salary going to help that facility grow. Also, what else have we got going on here in the sports world? We've got golf. You know, we're coming off the British Open, okay, um, Trump, Donald Trump, y'all remember him? Um, didn't even know that when I, I didn't even know that his Twitter account got reactivated, but I guess he tweeted out and he sent out a message to the golf, the PGA and the golf player. He said, Hey, take that Saudi money, take that live money. He goes, because first of all, he goes, take it. He goes, because you're going to look, just paraphrase him. It's not verbatim, but just letting you know, paraphrase what he said. Hey, because I'll tell you this. When the two tours decide to merge and y'all just get a thank you from the PGA from being loyal, you're going to look real crazy with the team, the guys that got the money and took it. And it started giving. I was like, wow, I've never really looked at it that way. I mean, do we think it's a possibility that someday that they can really merge? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But it goes. And I think we're hearing that the uh, guy who won the British is supposedly in talks or getting calls from him going over there. When we get back, we got some business to talk about in our backyard. With the silver and black. We'll get into that when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. 
broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a virtual insurance broker. He can find you the cheapest rate out there because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call. He'll give you a free quote. The number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... um, before we get into some other things I want to get to, let's uh, talk about some um, situations going on in our backyard. So we know we're about, what, two weeks now since DeJounte Murray uh, was officially traded um, around there. Almost three, yeah. Oh, it's already been almost three weeks? Damn, it's flying quick. Because uh, okay. I just go back to the Jake Fisher interview that we had talking with him. Okay. That was on June 29th. Okay. And he said he'll be traded before the end of the month. And I'm like, end of the month, there's only day. one more day left. And, he was, and then he, <laughs> and he got straight. traded 14 minutes after yeah. we go off air. Yeah, so, look, you know, we had the video surfaced of him and uh, whatever club it was. It wasn't. We got confirmation, I guess, from our stripper uh, expert. I forgot my man's name, but it wasn't uh, Magic City. It was somewhere else. Uh, so we had that surfaced, okay? And then... A couple days ago, you had the other IG, which I never talked about it on the show because I didn't think it was worthy of anything. In regards to his tweet, say, hey, man, you know, it feels nice to be wanted and appreciated, you know, yada, 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 along those lines. That was a couple days ago. And then yesterday, he had another tweet. Well, not a tweet. He was on Instagram, IG. I don't know exactly what he posted, but of course, he had a lot of comments. And then there was a person that came along. Probably one of those type of Spur fans, but I don't even know if he really was a Spur fan. But what exactly did he put in DeJounte's comments, Jonas? Well, and, and really quick, he did have another one. Uh, I missed one? Th- yeah, there was one that you missed that he had taken down the other day about um, feeling respected and wanted now. I just said that. That's the one I just said. Oh, there was, well, there was another one before that one that, oh, okay. they, that also flew under the radar um, when he just kind of shared pictures of his of his money again on IG. Oh, I saw he, that he one. He tweeted that the other one. So I just, uh, there's been, he's been very talkative. Um, and so now it continues, and it's in his thank you uh, San Antonio message on his Instagram uh, lots of people slid into the comments, and the one that he clapped, he, he clapped back at somebody for this is you know it's been a minute, so he thanked they thanked the team four days ago. The one he got a couple of eleven hours. This is last night. So last night somebody goes underneath the Instagram and and replies to him. He said bye in all caps with a laughing emoji. Fly little birdie. Good luck getting to the second round. At least we got the picks and we're building around Keldon. All right. DeJounte replies saying the way that system's set up, you're going to be losing for the next 15 years. Exclamation points following that. Problems bigger than basketball. Okay, so you can go see the you can go see the post if it if it's still up you can go you can try and find it. Um, a colleague of mine, Josh Paredes, over at Air Alamo, has the article. Still has the video up there. You can check out the the images yourself. Okay, so 
this is where I take this. And there's a couple ways. I mean, first of all, um, I haven't really had a problem with any DeJounte's tweets um, or replies on Instagram leading up to this point. Um, you know, a couple racks with a Louis bag right there. Um, young men from his 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 generation and his culture, that's what they do. Okay? Have no problem with that. Um, and again, before I get in my take, and, you know, people say, well, he's been more talkative and more this and that. Look, it goes back to what I said. I grew up with these type of kids. When you have parents that are extra strict on you for your four years in high school, and I'm talking about no phone past 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, curfew on the weekend, being here at 8, things like that. No, you're not going to that party. No, you're not doing it. Get in the books. Do it. We got a family thing. When those kids accept those full-ride scholarships to schools like Texas Tech, you know, party school, and get drunk down there for like a dollar. Sorry if I offended anybody that graduated from Texas Tech, you know. Um, also, when you go to UT and they just, they get away from their parents and their GPA, like what? What the hell are you doing with a GPA of a 1.5 or 2.0? He's getting trashed every night because he's getting the learn. He's he's out of that 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 uh, that cocoon of restriction of 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 ways we do things, and that's similar to what you're seeing in Dejounte. I you saw it with Kawhi. You've seen it with others. There's a certain way, and it started with five zero, and went on with Tim Duncan. That is expected, especially of the best player of the team, how to act under this regime. Now, getting back to the actual, you know, comeback. To him, I mean, again, you if you and he's on a, even prior to this, he's been on Instagram and social media heavy for the last couple of years. He listens. He I I remember doing a show a few years ago, making a comment. I know I've had confirmation that Dejounte's listened to this show because he's made comments about something I've just said two or three minutes ago. So he's oh, some of you saying that. so he's a guy that I know stays in tune. Okay, but it comes to a point where you gotta sometimes. You know, first of all, I will say this. In my opinion, he probably was under the influence of something last night when he went ahead and responded like that. Because you think out of all the things that have said about DeJounte, whether it be negative, especially in the last week, this is the first coming to our knowledge that trended that he responded to. Okay? So for whatever reason, this hit a nerve. But the reason why I think it hit a nerve, it goes back to our original conversation the day after the trade was made. When there is a... There is a a perception put out there by a lot of Spur fans that are the local fans, the local media, that it's always, if a player doesn't want to be here, they get traded, it's always because they're not a Spur guy or they didn't want to be here. They're not loyal, okay? And I feel that when you look at him and him bringing up even they, that franchise is worth $1.8 billion, Oh, okay. Well, get ready. The way it's set up, you're not gonna you'll be losing for the next 15 years. First of all, let me tell you what that bringing up that 1.8 billion is kind of really saying. Translation. Uh, look at how much they're worth. They ain't don't. They don't want to spend no money. They ain't spending money for whatever reason. And this stays consistent of what I've been talking about for the last three weeks around this particular topic. And I believe he's bringing it to like that's number one. Why you put that in there and then say that and then whatever he's talking about the model or whatever way is designed. And number two, I feel it's a situation to where 
the he understands the narrative of what's been, and this is a guy that has tweeted nothing but positivity since he's been in the spur, taking losing seasons, the year he lost because of injury. Hey, I'll be back with you. It's been all that. And it goes back to even the question about Brian Winhurst's, you know, thing to trend, the, the local guys that ran with that. At the end of the day, that goes back to where I feel like if you were, if this was a situation where Clutch Sports like, hey, man, we got to get you out of there, man. Like, man, we don't like that. Come on, we got to. You would have heard rumblings about this before the season was even over. That's why I know it didn't go down like that. And the way DeJounte's reacting, telling you, and he's talking about Lloyd the other day, he had intentions to want to be here. In his mind, he was going to be here. And, and yes, whether, whether for two weeks him and Trey talked about the possibilities of playing, with, that's after he got the news and got the understanding really where the organization's at from ownership. But the thing that gets me, and I was going to go there on Twitter, but I just said I just talked about this yesterday. Like, hey, man, I'm not the one. I'm you know, there's a lot of things about Pierce. I was like, look, again, and this is part of the problem. My man Don Harris, okay. And but despite I got respect for Don, I worked with him one time on a TV show when I did that gig back on KCWX years ago. I think a, a Sports Weekly, I think what they call it. Did it one time with him, Chuck Metatinic, and all that. But the thing that I think out of everybody, and I think Don is the one that really gets to me when it comes to Spurs because I guess twelve hours yesterday, and this is before I even had this story because this didn't come across my radar until late last night. But I guess earlier when it was trending and started. Here comes Don with a tweet. Okay? It's like I should just start calling him Captain Saber Pop, an organization. Okay? My culture, we say the other thing, Captain Saber. You know what? I start calling Don Captain Saber Pop. Here he comes. Oh, well, what, what did he tweet? Uh, Don tweeted DeJounte Murray's recent social media posts may reveal one of the reasons the Spurs moved on. Hard to build around the insecure and immature. Understand, understood it at 19, but he's never outgrown it. Can't be a Batman with thin skin. That bothers me because it's like, it's like a robot. It's like, and, and look, I would love to have a conversation with Don Harris on the show just to ask him, like, why is it that you feel that this is your, because the, the point I'm giving to with, and he's not the only one. But I think he's the most respected one. I mean, Don's been in the game a long time. Like, I was buying fudge round cookies in line, like, in seventh grade when Don was on Channel 4. Don't want to tell his age, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? I think it was in yearbook class sometimes when Don was doing it. So he's been in the game a long time. But the one thing I – and he'll never come on this – I know he won't come and do this show. I know he won't do it. I would love to interview him because I feel like, Don, why is it all – because my point is, like, why does it always go straight to – that shows you why we did this. That's the spur play. That's the, why do not take time. There's enough evidence to even sit there and say, what is going on here? Is it something in the front office? Is ownership not right? Is it something with pop? It's always the player once they get out. And I think that's bull crap. Because the truth of the matter is there's enough evidence to warrant that question. Okay, to where it's like, hey, but real quick, I'm going to make a Don extra point. I'm going to do this. Why does it got to be like that? Because the truth of the matter is, LaMarcus Aldridge asked it to be traded. Pop had to go have a, a glass, a bottle of wine and say, yeah, give me Kevin Durant and I'm trading you. You ain't going nowhere. But he asked for it. We don't know why. He talked him off the ledge, but he did. We know the situation. We don't even have to bring up the quad situation. I can go back for I can go back to Steven Jackson. 
Won a ring with this team. Okay, won a ring with Steven. Steven basically wanted to go out and pretty much just sit there and say, hey, you know, um, this is what it is. Got cut, whatever happened. But Steven's never said anything bad about the organization or whatever. And I'm going to explain that too in a minute. Go back for the free. Like I said, I'm going to leave Kawhi on the, on, the, on, the, on the side. Go back to Malik Rose. All I'm saying is that, and this is the deal, and this is what it's about. I don't care what sport you're in. If you're a franchise that got five titles, that is like a black American express card. It's unlimited. Like that, some people look at that as a situation where it's Teflon. Hey, five titles, winning, winning coach of all time, and it's Teflon. And to be honest with you, what DeJounte's talking about might not even be a pop situation. This could just be an ownership situation that has a history of that they don't spend money. I know why they're not spending it now. I know why they didn't give them 200 now because they really can't. Even though, yes, again, I'm going to keep repeating this because I know people hear what they want to hear. But reality, yes, there will be $61 million under the cap or something like that next year. I don't care. I'm talking about what is what, what's the operation. What's the daily operation cost? The whole thing, what, what kind of, what does that book look like from the red being in the black? And in the end of the day is what they couldn't really do it. But even if you go back to the title runs and all that, this is a history of a ownership and an organization that has always had a problem with spending money. Tim never got what he would value, what he really should have got. Tony was never got because they were hometown discos because they were talked about. They were brainwashed. Hey, this is what we're going to do to win titles. Manu never was really paid what he's worth. They don't believe anybody's been worth $200 million. They just don't pay it. And you can do that when you have number 21. But the reality of it is it goes back to everything I've been consistent with this show this summer. This hot-ass summer of 102, 103, 100. Got me parking the garage every day. And me, you know, bitching at AC like, hey, man, why don't we got an automatic garage door opener? Well, I didn't have him tell him. We stalled him. We got it. Well, damn it. So I got to get out. I ain't even doing it, but that's how hot it is. So in this hot-ass summer, I've been consistent telling y'all if you're going to own a team, you've got to have deep pockets in these days if you're going to compete. Okay? And I look, there's Elon Musk and there's my, there's my man Bezos. Oh, Jeff. These two individuals, they've got space. They're trying to take regular citizens, skip NASA, skip all that. We're going to get some experts from NASA. That's how rich we're going to send people to the moon because we can make money off of that. All the people we party with on the yacht, they'll pay us five, 10 million to go to the moon. They're dealing with that. You know what the other billionaires are doing? They're trying to get into the sports business. That's the end thing now. If you are a billionaire and you've got, because it's, a, I don't care if it's the NBA, it's an exclusive club. So there's got, you've got real estate moguls, you've got, you know, oil guys, you've got tech guys, you've got guys that's coming up in this generation with money that want to buy these teams that they know, but you're going to spend a lot of money. That's what that $1.8 billion tag to that post was about. And like I said, and if that's really what it's about, that's not really a pop thing. That's really not a pop thing. That is just the way, hey, man, the model, the way it's set up. I want one. Well, they're going to commit to me. They're not really spending on anybody. And then also in that Don post, it was something that he had brought, and he's brought up a couple times. Well, Primo, maybe they see it in Primo at 19. He's the mature guy. He's the one. Hot, okay, then what is he going to say in a few years when Primo, what Jonas is fearful of, when his contract is up? 
And he's made an all-star. And it's just like, hey, man, it's my turn. How many picks we getting from me? I hope and I don't think that's where we're headed. But the evidence shows you that it's possible. So, therefore, it shouldn't be a straight tweet and attack back at DeJounte Murray just because we're trying to protect the silver and black over protect because we've got five rings and this is all we did this is proven thing just sit down boy just go ahead and just look that you don't want to be here you're not one of us you're immature that's lazy man that's lazy listen to the sports crowd we'll be back